What's up, basketball fans? The basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using the code TBPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now's the time to get in on all of the daily fantasy action with DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN during sign up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yo, Jay! Wait! What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A.? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and I'm your host, L.A. Ray. As you just listened to a little small clip, Run DMC. You be illin'. I think I told you guys a story from back in the day when I had a brand spanking new Camaro and my personalized license plates said you be illin'. U B I L I N. Nobody could tell me nothing back in the day, baby, when I was driving around the streets of Detroit in that brand new Camaro. Anyway, again, welcome to another episode of LA Courtside as we talk about the Clippers and the Lakers, of course. And in this past week, uh, we had a couple of interesting events, of course. You had the NFL draft uh, that happens every year, and that's a huge, huge event with all football fans across the country. And, of course, you also had the return of LeBron James. And I'll get to that in my last segment as far as the Lakers go and LeBron James's return. Uh, the first segment, though, I'll talk about the Clippers. But before I even get into that, just my real quick football take on the draft as far as the Rams and the Chargers are concerned. Uh, the Rams, of course, they did not have a first round pick because of the Jalen Ramsey deal. So their first pick was in round two, number 57 overall, where they drafted 2-2 Atwell. T-U-T-U, 2-2 Atwell. Boy, with a name like that, you better be able to play football. Dude is only 5'9", though, hovering near 150 pounds. Now, they said... Devontae Smith, a lot of people thought was too small. This is the Heisman Trophy uh, winner from Alabama, the receiver. And they say he was too small. 
Tutu is only five nine and one fifty, a buck fifty. So let's hope Tutu works out well uh, with the Rams. As far as the Chargers go, I think they had a much better draft, and I think their um, prognosis for the future is much better than the Rams. Of course, they have Justin Herbert, who I believe is going to be a great quarterback. The Rams brought in uh, Matthew Stafford from Detroit. You know, fans in Detroit says good riddance to Stafford. Now he's the Rams' problem. But as far as the Chargers go, they pick Rashawn Slater, arguably the second-best offensive tackle in the in uh, college. And they also chose uh, Asante Samuel Jr., the corner from uh, Florida State. So I think the Chargers had a better draft. I don't think the Rams and the Chargers have that that um, vitriol against each other yet, as with the Lakers and the Clippers, of course, not yet. But I think the Chargers have a much brighter future than the Rams moving forward. So that's just my little take on the NFL and this particular draft. But again, in this first segment, I want to start off talking about the L.A. Clippers, who have lost their last three games and you know, not sure what's going on with Paul George. He seems like he's in a, in a um, shooting slump again for the last three games. Paul George has been only 17 out of 53 from the field for a whopping 32%. Now, you know, there's no, no really cause for alarm here, but I'm thinking, you know, this may not be the best time to go into a shooting slump. There's only seven or so games left in the regular season before the playoffs start. And they're going to need Paul George, of course, to be the Paul George that we all know he can be. We don't need the Paul George that's shooting 17 or 53. We don't need the Paul George who did not play well down the stretch in that series last year against Denver. They need Paul George to play at an all-star level. Now at the beginning of the year, Paul George was playing at an all-star level. I mean, he was killing it at the beginning of the season. And then you know, he, he suffered a few injuries, you know, with his foot. And um, he was not playing as well in the middle of the season. Then he started picking it up again because the Clippers had won like 11 out of 13 games or 12 out of 13 games before this three-game losing streak. And Paul George was just – he was on fire. He was on fire. I'm thinking, man, he's just going to ride this right into the playoffs. But for whatever reason, in these last three – uh, the Clippers have lost, and Paul George has not shot well. Now, uh, one positive, though, that came out of the loss against Denver, the latest loss, a 110-104 uh, loss to the Denver Nuggets, was the play of DeMarcus Cousins and Rashawn, Rajon Rondo. I'm sorry. Uh, Cousins played 14 minutes with 6 of 9 from the field in that game for 16 points. He played a really, really good game, and Rondo played 30 minutes which I believe is his uh, high this season for the Clippers since he was acquired as far as minutes played. Eight out of 12, five assists. He scored 18 points. Now that is a very, very positive sign for the Clippers. Now, uh, in my last few episodes, I was talking about, you know, who's going to be the point guard down the stretch, so to speak, for the Clippers. Is it going to be Reggie Jackson? Is it going to be Rondo? Or is it going to be Patrick Beverly, who has not come back from injury yet? Reggie Jackson had been playing really, really well during that streak of 12 out of 13 games that they won. Uh, in this game against Denver, he scored 15 points on 5 of 12 shooting, 3 of 7 from three-piece land. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. But 
you know, Reggie Jackson was making a case to Ty Lue saying, hey, you know, I want to be the man. He has been playing very well since the arrival of Rondo. And again, Ty Lue is going to have to make a decision on that. But in this particular game, you know, Rondo made a statement himself. Even though they lost to uh, Denver, he played very well. Again, 8 out of 12 from the field, 18 points. So, and you know, in my humble opinion, when uh, Pat Bev comes back, when the playoffs start, I think the uh, the highest amounts of minutes uh, as far as the point guard situation goes is going to be Reggie Jackson and Rondo. And then Pat Bev can come in on certain defensive situations depending on matchups and things like that. Kawhi Leonard against Denver. 30 minutes, 7 out of 12 from the field, 16 points. Now, of course, Kawhi Leonard had his, um, has had his share of injuries uh, this year as well. Uh, he had some foot issues, and uh, now he's back. But he only scored six, uh, 16 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Not that bad. Not worried about Kawhi Leonard moving forward. Just as long as he's healthy, he'll be fine. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that the Denver just doesn't have uh, the Clippers number here. And uh, and uh, and when they meet again in the playoffs, you know, Denver may have their number again. I hope that's not the case. But the Denver Nuggets, you know, speaking of them, when they lost Jamal Murray, I'm thinking, OK, that's that's enough for them. You know, they're not going to win. They're not going to win anything without Murray. But what happens when Murray goes down? Michael Porter Jr. steps up to the plate. He's been playing awfully well lately. Ten out of 16 in a game against the Clippers. Four out of seven from three-piece land, 25 points. Kid has some game. Seven rebounds, five assists. He played very well. And the Joker, of course, is the Joker. That's your MVP, folks, by the way. The Joker. You know, not not James Harden. Um, and I'm sorry, Laker fans, not LeBron James. It's the Joker. Nine out of 17, 10 of 10 from the free-throw line, 14 rebounds, seven assists, 30 points. It just goes on and on and on. And I'm not sure why he doesn't get that much praise from some folks. Maybe it's just the he just doesn't really look flashy, except when he's making those nice passes, though. But he's not like a flashy type of player. But, of course, dude gets it done. 30 points. And, uh, and they also have Aaron Gordon. He only scored seven points in this game. But Denver is still a formidable opponent, even without Jamal Murray. So you definitely cannot sleep on the uh, on the Denver Nuggets. Now, the Western Conference standings, because of that loss by the Clippers, they dropped down to number four. They dropped down to number four. They are a half game behind the Nuggets. And the Clippers schedule is a little bit easier than the Nuggets schedule. But the way the Nuggets are playing, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers stayed at that number four spot. Uh, they don't have any... Um, um, any worries about dropping down to number five. They're six games ahead of the Mavericks. So if these Western Conference standings stay as they are, the Jazz, again, are number one. The Suns are a half game behind at number two. And there's a possibility that the Suns can overtake them. I really, really underestimated the Phoenix Suns. I really, really did. They are a very, very good basketball team, folks. Very good. And there's a possibility they can overtake the Utah Jazz. But they'll be one and two. And the Nuggets, uh, the way it looks, they may stay at number three. So that leaves the Clippers at number four with a first-round matchup against the Dallas Mavericks, who I think they would be able to handle. Now, if the Clippers were able to go back up to number three, of course, it would be the matchup that I've been clamoring for all year. 
you know, this podcast is about the Lakers and the Clippers, right? The Clip Joint, the Lake Show, L.A., the I-5 series, baby. This is what it's all about. If the Clippers can move back up to number three, they'll meet the Lakers in the first round. And boy, wouldn't that be lovely for the city of L.A. They can finally decide which one of these teams are better this year. I'm talking about the 2021 season. And Lakers fans, I'm not talking about the 17 championships that you've won in the past. That's wonderful. You, you hear that from my Laker buddies all the time, and that's great. That's great, but it doesn't have a damn thing to do with what's going on today. Magic Johnson's not playing for the Lakers. Kobe Bryant's not. Shaq is not. Jerry West is not. Gail Goodrich is not. Jamal Wilkes is not. None of those guys are with the Lakers. Okay? The Lakers have right now who they have. So if they lose against the uh, Clippers, and some Laker fans will say, well, eh, no big deal. You know, we've won 17 championships. No, it is a big deal. The Laker fans do not want to lose to the Clippers. So I don't want to hear anything about uh, your 17 championships. And again, that's great. You know, I'm an L.A. Laker fan myself, just like, I, you know, a Clipper fan as well. So I love all those 17 championships as well. But it doesn't have diddly squat to do with what's going on in 2021. So the Clippers... Uh, as far as their schedule goes for the remainder of the year, as I mentioned, they have seven or so games left. And their next game, as I'm looking at the schedule here, L.A. Clippers, their next game will be against, when I find it here, what's going on with my computer? Toronto. They play Toronto on Tuesday, May the 4th. And now May the 6th is where they play the Lakers. In a regular season matchup Thursday, May the 6th, that's going to be a very, very good game because LeBron James, of course, LeBron James is back, and I'll talk about him in uh, my next segment, him and the Lakers. But uh, James will be fully healthy for that game, and uh, it's going to be probably a preview, a possible preview of a first-round matchup against the Clippers and the Lakers. Can't wait for that game to happen. And then they have New York, of course, who's playing very, very well. Then they close out against Toronto, Charlotte, Houston and OKC. So I think overall the Clippers will be fine, whether it's, you know, the number three seed or the number four seed. I would I would personally personally rather have the Clippers be the number four seed and not meet the Lakers in the very first round of the playoffs. If they're going to meet, I would rather have the Clippers play somebody else, you know, like Dallas and win and the Lakers play somebody else and they also win. And then these two teams meet somewhere down the line, maybe the second round or third round or whatever the case may be. If it stays like it is right now, the Lakers would end up playing the Nuggets, which would be a very, very tough matchup. But with LeBron James back, I think they can take the Nuggets. And then the Clippers will take the Mavericks. And then those two would probably meet up in the second round. So that's what I'm hoping would happen. I would rather have a like a second round matchup. My dream was to have them match up in the Western Conference Finals. But if that doesn't happen, as long as they meet, as, as these two teams have never met in the playoffs before, since the Clippers came to Los Angeles, I believe somewhere around 84, somewhere around that, they have not met in the playoffs, which is really, really remarkable. But they're definitely going to meet this year. And that's what I'm definitely looking forward to. So, again, my Clippers fans, Clippers faithful, Clip Joint, Clipper Nation. Your team would be fine. Don't worry about it. Let's hope 
Paul George just gets his stroke back and um and starts playing like the Paul George that we all know is 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 pretty much a superstar in this league. Uh you can call him a borderline superstar, whatever you want to call him. He's an all-star. When he's on his game, he's definitely top ten in this NBA. So let's hope he regains form and uh starts torching teams like he was doing earlier in the season. And with that, LA Courtside fans, in my second segment, I'm going to talk about the late show, Laker Nation, and the return of LeBron James. All right, all right, all right. Second segment. I'm going to talk about the Lakers, of course, and the return of LeBron James. And that game against uh, Sacramento is uh, when LeBron James returned. But before I even get to that game, the Lakers have lost like five out of the last six games uh, with their only win coming against Orlando at Orlando when Dennis Schroeder scored 20, uh, 21 points in that particular game. Then the next couple of games, they lost to Washington and again to Sacramento. Anthony Davis, however, though, seems to be rounding into shape. In that Washington game, Anthony Davis scored 26 points. So it, it seems like he's kind of getting his, his legs back, you know, getting his feet wet. Uh, he still has to get used to playing with uh, Andre Drummond on the floor at the same time because they're definitely going to be on the floor at the same time. Anthony Davis against Washington was 10 of 20 from the field, 50%. It's not bad. Four or six from uh, the free throw line, scored 26 points. Andre Drummond in that game was eight out of 12 himself, 11 rebounds, which again is what they got him in there for. Now, Andre Drummond is going to score some points. Once he gets, still doesn't look as comfortable as I think he's going to get. But once he gets comfortable, uh, Laker fans, just look out. You know, I, I hear some uh, or read some of the Twitter posts on, uh, uh, from Laker Nation, and a lot of them are disenchanted with Drummond for some reason. I mean, the guy just got there. Got to give him a chance, man. I think Rob Palinka knows what the heck he's talking about or what, what the heck he's doing. And once he starts getting real comfortable, you're going to see the, the 11, 12, 13, 14 rebounds. That's a given. It's just, you know, what is he going to offer in terms of points? And, you know, if he can deliver games like this, like he did against Washington, 17 points, 8 out of 12 from the field. I mean, you, you can't ask for too much more than that. Ben McLemore, I tell you, again, I said this in my last episode. One thing about this guy is his shooting percentage may not be that high, but he's not scared to jack it up, man. That's what it's all about, man. Just, hey, if, if, if you're scared to shoot, if you're a shooting guard and scared to shoot, there's no point in you being out there. I say the same thing about Ben Simmons of Philadelphia. I mean, this guy is absolutely afraid, in my opinion, to shoot. And I've been, you know, Ben Simmons is a very, very good player, but I think he's pretty much overrated because he just refuses to shoot the ball. Ben McLemore would fire that pill up, baby. He was only five out of 16, took 16 shots, four out of 12 from three piece land, scored 16 points. That's fine. That's 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 okay. In my opinion, he's not going to go five of 16 every game. He may not even get 16 shots every game. Now, LeBron, you know, once he comes back, McLemore's shot total and his minutes, for that matter, will probably go down a little bit. But I still think it's a good pickup for the L.A. Lakers to have someone come off the bench who is definitely not afraid to shoot. And if he gets hot, you know, he's he's one of the best shooters on definitely on the Lakers team. 
So I believe, again, that's a good pickup for the uh, L.A. Lakers. Now, Sacramento, of course, is the game that LeBron came back. And I thought I was I was posting on Twitter myself that this may be too soon for LeBron to come back. Maybe they should wait until next week or until the following week, the following Monday. And uh, well, they can and they can beat Sacramento without LeBron James. But turns out that Sacramento beat them with LeBron James and LeBron. He didn't you know, he didn't disappoint. He played 32 minutes. So it wasn't like they was limiting the number of minutes. He was six out of 12. That's 50 percent from the field. And he scored 16 points. He had seven assists. He had eight rebounds. He did not look he like he was favoring the the uh, the ankle any, which is a good sign for Lakers fans. So Lake Show, don't don't even worry about this guy. Man, this guy takes care of his body probably better than any player in NBA history. And as long as he doesn't roll that ankle again, LeBron James is going to be fine. And the Lakers. They're going to make a serious playoff run just like the Clippers will make. Anthony Davis in that game against Sacramento was 9 out of 19, 22 points. Again, he's uh, he's getting his sea legs back. He had 11 rebounds, also five blocks Anthony Davis had in that game against Sacramento. And um, Andre Drummond was 7 out of 11. He scored 17 points. Now what happened against Sacramento is the rest of the Lakers squad did not offer much. Dennis Schroeder did not have a good game. He was only four out of 13 from the field or five from three piece land. He did have seven assists, however, scored only eight points. Uh, KCP continues his up and down um, year. I can say he only scored six points in this particular game. Marquise Morris, three points. Kuzma only scored two points, played 22 minutes, two points. For uh, Kyle Kuzma and Gasol, still not sure what Vogel's going to do with the Drummond and Gasol uh, saga. Uh, you leave it up to me. Drummond gets, of course, the majority of the minutes, and you bring Gasol in to spell him. And uh, and Montrez Harrell, of course, should definitely get his minutes. Now, he only played 14 minutes in the Sacramento game, scored nine points. Uh, ben McLemore, again, again, now this is with LeBron in the lineup. Ben McLemore, four out of seven from three. Scored 12 points. Really, really good. Really, really good pickup. So this is sort of like a disappointing loss for the Lakers as Sacramento is just not, in my opinion, just not all that good. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who a lot of teams were, you know, it's going to be sorry that they passed him over in the draft. He scored 23 points. He's a really, really good point guard. I mean, really uh, a kid by the name of Rashawn Holmes. Now, somebody tell me that they've heard of Rashawn Holmes before. <laughs> kid out of Bowling Green. He scored 23 points in that particular game against the Lakers. Or 22 points, I'm sorry. And then the bench for Sacramento uh, has some very, very good output as well. And the Lakers took it on the chin. But, you know, just like the Clippers, not worried about the Lakers whatsoever. LeBron James is back. He has to get, you know, kind of reacclimated to the team. You got Drummond, the new player Drummond. You got the new player Macklemore. LeBron James is a pro's pro. Not worried about the Lakers one bit. And uh, the rest of the schedule for the Lakers, they have Toronto. They have Denver, who they may meet in the first round of the playoffs. Then, of course, they have that game on May 6th that I mentioned against the uh, Clippers. That's going to be must-watch TV there. They go to Portland, and they got Phoenix. Boy, oh boy, is that going to be a tough game. Phoenix is just really, really good. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and company. Then they play the Knicks. 
And then they finished with Houston, Indiana, New Orleans. So the Lakers' schedule is a little bit more daunting than the Clippers' schedule. But with LeBron James back and healthy, uh, if they can go win, say, six out of the last ten games or something like that, go six and four, they'll be fine. Lakers will be fine. And looking forward to that first-round matchup against whomever, whether it's against the Nuggets or whether it's against the um, the L.A. Clippers. So as the season winds down here, you know, all the fans on, on, on both Clippers and the Lakers, they're all getting excited. They're all getting geared up. Everyone is posting on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on the uh, Clubhouse uh, audio app. Fans are just going back and forth. Lakers and Clippers, Clippers and Lakers. Again, that's what this podcast is all about, baby. The two L.A. teams. Let's get it on. Let's find out who's the best. So with that, folks, I'm going to leave you there. And again, thank you for listening to uh, L.A. Courtside. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network again for putting on this show. I'd also like to thank uh, one of our sponsors, DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com and place your bets on whatever you want to bet on. Baseball, basketball, hockey. They have it all. DraftKings.com. And then lastly, don't forget that we're still in this pandemic. Make sure you mask up people. Keep that six foot social distancing. Make sure you wash your hands regularly all day, every day. And really, really think about getting a vaccine. Uh, I get my second shot in a couple of days and, and I'll be fine. So I implore everyone to really, really consider getting that vaccine so we can finally, once and for all, get rid of this nasty pandemic this nasty virus that's consuming this country so with that folks until the next episode of la courtside peace